are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. I want to talk to you about spiritual power or the anointing. We could say it two or three ways. Spiritual power in the physical body. Now, sometimes we don't think about this and give much thought to it, and therefore we don't understand some things that happened in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. But as we study the Old Testament, we find out that even under the Old Covenant that the anointing of God came upon individuals from time to time. Now, under the Old Covenant, they were not baptized or what we would call filled with the Holy Spirit like people are today. But from time to time, the Holy Ghost came upon individuals. Now, generally speaking, the Holy Spirit only came upon the prophet, the priest, and the king under the Old Covenant. But yet there were individuals that had special anointings upon their life, even under the Old Covenant. And I think one of the first ones that we see in this is in Judges, the 13th chapter, where Samson was mightily anointed of God. Now here was a man that the Bible says that the Spirit of God would come upon him. In Judges, the 13th chapter, verse 25, said, The Spirit of the Lord began to move him in times in the camp of Dan. The anointing of God would supernaturally come upon him. You come down into the 14th chapter of Judges, and you find that it says that he went down to a place there where a young lion roared out against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he rent him as he would have rent a kid. And he had nothing in his hand. Now you know that that's supernatural power, isn't it? That's not the normal strength of an individual. It is the supernatural anointing of God. Then as you come over into the 15th chapter you'll find that the Spirit of God would move upon him, and we find here that he found a jawbone of a donkey when the Philistines came upon him. And he slew a thousand men with that weapon. Now, can't you just imagine? The head of this army of the Philistines has to go back and report to his superior officers what happened in this battle. They lost a thousand men, and they want to know, well, how many was they that you were fighting against? And he says, one. <laughs> well, what secret weapon did he have? Oh, he hated to tell him. He really hated to tell him. The jawbone of a donkey. Well, you see, it wasn't in the weapon at all. It was the Spirit of God, the supernatural power, spiritual power manifest in the physical body of a man. Supernatural strength by the anointing of God. Now, we know that Samson was mightily used of God, and then he began to go away from God and got into sin. Finally, he allowed the devil to steal his power. He told God's secret. They cut his hair, and you know the story. But here's a man that even after he got into sin, that anointing would still come upon him from time to time. 
Now here's something we need to realize, and I think most people don't understand this. That even though individuals that are anointed of God, you see, here's Samson in the 16th chapter, says that he went down to a harlot's house, and he stayed there till midnight, and they had closed the gates, and the Philistines said, we'll capture him, and we'll get him before he leaves the city. See, in the morning we'll find him. And when he got ready to leave, now he's been at the harlot's house, and he pulls the gate up, the post and all, and carries it to the top of the hill. Supernatural power. Spiritual power in his physical body, but yet he's living in sin. Now here's what I wanted to point out to you. It's not that God condones sin. God is against sin. But you see, God's gifts and callings are without repentance. And I know that this confuses people at times. And I know for years it bothered me because of certain things that I knew about certain individuals. But yet there were mighty miracles and things happening in their ministry. And then there are some individuals that even though they were alcoholics, God was still using them. And people were being healed in their meetings. And then people say, oh, that's got to be fake. That can't be true. But it was true. Because, you see, God's gifts and callings are without repentance. Now, here's the reason I mention that. To give you some insight into the fact that faith moves God. You can get a congregation together and get their cooperate faith together, and you'll see the miracle power of God moving in the midst. It's not condoning an unclean vessel. You understand what I'm saying? God was not condoning the things that Samson did. Certainly not. But yet the Spirit of God would come upon him. And of course they had him blinded and bound and was grinding at the mill. And he repented, cried out to God to let the power of God come upon him one more time. And you know the story, he asked him for the pillars that the temple was built upon and that he might lean against it. But he pushed himself and bowed himself with all of his might and the Spirit of God, of course, came upon him. And he pushed the pillars apart and the temple fell in and killed more Philistines at his death than he did while he was alive. Well, we need to realize that God does not condone sin. Now, don't start trying to think about who I'm talking about. I'm not talking about anybody. <laughs> Let me just put your minds at ease. I'm not talking about anybody in particular. In fact, the individual that I was thinking about actually, as uh, far as one of the situations concerned, has been dead and gone for years. But yet, mighty miracles happened. And people were saved. People were healed. Miracles happened in people's lives because the man was preaching the Word of God. So you see, God's Word works miracles in the lives of people. So don't get your eyes on men. See, if you'll stay with the Word of God and understand that it's God's Word, it's God's anointing, and that's what causes things to happen. Man doesn't do it. If you get your eyes on men, you're going to be misled. Because men are capable of failing. So enough said about that. But I didn't want to mention that because I know it bothered me for years. I couldn't understand why that some people could live like the devil and seem like just miracles happen in their ministry. Well, see, when you get 
too close to some things sometimes why you find out some things you've probably been better off you didn't even know. But we see God's anointing upon Samson and God mightily used him. So there was spiritual power in his physical body. Now let's go over to 1 Kings, the 17th chapter. And we find here that Elijah, the Tishbite. <laughs> now I don't know what a Tishbite is, but then that's what he was, the Bible says. Now he comes to Ahab, the king, and he says, King, there's not going to be any rain till I say so. And can't you imagine what the king thought? Who is this guy anyway? Comes up here and he, he says, not going to rain till I say so. Well, he didn't think too much of it until he went three and a half years and didn't rain. And he said, there's something about this old boy. Now in verse 8 it says, The word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise and get thee to Zarephath that belongeth to Zidon and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to sustain thee. So he arose and did what the Lord said to him. When he gets there, he finds that this widow is going out to fetch some sticks. And what she said was that we've just got enough meal for one more meal. We're going to gather these sticks and we're going to cook this cake. And my son and I are going to eat it and then die. And he said, make me a little one first. Now, she could have said, you know, you didn't understand me. I've just got enough. <laughs> but you know the story. She did it. And God miraculously provided because that she gave. But then after they ate it, her son did die. See, even in the Old Testament, they got what they said. She said they were going to eat it and die. And he died. And she came back to him and talked to him about it, and he went to do something about it because he knew it wasn't the will of God for the woman that had sustained him and given unto him for her son to die. And in verse 19, he said unto her, Give me thy son, and he took him out of her bosom and carried him up into the loft where he abode and laid him upon his own bed. Now I want you to notice something. He took this child and laid the child upon his bed. Now you read this several times in the scriptures. Elisha did the same thing to the Shunammite woman's son that died. Now there's some significance here. Because there is spiritual power in the physical body. Now listen to what he did. And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, Lord my God, I pray thee, let the child's soul come into him. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came unto him again. Now what we need to realize here is that he has laid the child up on his bed. Then he laid himself upon the child. That anointing was transmittable by touch and he raised the child from the dead i appreciate so much you joining us for the concepts of faith broadcast today before i leave the broadcast let me remind you that all of this week we have a cd offer number 7118 it's entitled spiritual power in the physical body a single cd for eight dollars plus three dollars postage and handling a total of eleven dollars did you know that there is spiritual power in the physical body? It's the anointing of God that comes upon men to do the work of God. 
when Jesus anointed and sent out the twelve and the seventy, he said, heal the sick, cast out demons. He gave them power to do it. Now, the anointing of God was upon them. And that anointing abides in the individual. Now, the individual does not decide where that anointing goes or what it does necessarily. But it's the faith of the individuals they minister to that receives that anointing. So there's spiritual power in the physical body. Now, that is the reason for the laying on of hands. When Jesus was here on earth, he was anointed with the Holy Ghost and healing power. Peter said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, and he went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So the anointing was upon Jesus, and when people touched him in faith, that anointing would flow out of him and bring a physical healing into their body. The woman with the issue of blood. In Mark 5, she slipped up behind Jesus. He didn't even know she was there. She said, when I touch his clothes, I'll be restored to health. It was her faith in the anointing of God that drew that anointing out of him. And he turned about and said, somebody touched me. He felt power flow out of him. That's CD offer number 7118, Spiritual Power in the Physical Body. A single CD for $8 plus $3 postage and handling, a total of $11. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.